What does it mean to be open? What does it mean when you're not open? What is the price of not being open when it comes to connection and relationships and authenticity? And how do we get to open when the pain of living and of great experience naturally brings us into contraction? How do we find that expansion again? How do we find that place of unguarded contribution of who we are and of who we came here to be? How do we find it? It's really self-mastery that we are discussing here. And this is about having a handle on our own experience as a human being, rather than seeking out connection and relationship from a space of lack, from a space of, I need you to do this for me because it's too hard. Now, it will probably never be as straightforward as that in your conscious brain. It will probably appear as some kind of manipulation. And it's so normal. It's so normal and so natural because from the minute we are born, we enter into this world, we are being shown and taught and modeled how to behave, when to do what, how much we can express, how much we should suppress, and when is the appropriate time for each thing. So it's no wonder that we get to adulthood. We've had some painful experiences in relating and connection. And there's a sense of doubt. There's a sense of doubt when we tap into our desire and what we really want. We find no permission. We find no one to say, yes, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to be that. This is who you came here to be. And in that space where we're seeking that permission, we're seeking the authority and the green flag to show up in our glory, to show up in our mess. In that space of seeking it, and not finding it, there's a wobble. There's a big wobble. And, and we come back and we re-examine and we cast judgment on all the pieces that were never given permission. And we doubt. 
And that makes us contract. Because the minute we're looking for safety, we want everything to get smaller. If you think about this from a very practical point of view, if you have a property and you have a perimeter that's very large and you are scared that you're going to be attacked for some reason, it's going to be much harder to protect a large property with a large perimeter than it is to protect a small space with a small perimeter where you can immediately see all the edges very easily. And it's the same with us. It's the same with our energetic body. When we feel even the slightest bit at risk, I'm going to go into this in detail, but it's usually when our nervous systems get triggered off and there is a sense of threat or danger or that things are not okay, then this unsafety makes us contract for good reason, because the smaller we get, the easier it is to care for our own safety. And what this results in is a closing, a closing of the bigness of who we really are. So we start to just shut down little pieces at the edge, like, yeah, let's, let's not have that one. Let's not have that one. Let's, let's bring it in closer, closer. Let's have just the essentials. And when we have just the essentials, we may be able to guarantee safety, but there is also a sense of frustration, a sense of not being fully expressed, a sense of smallness that belies our human potential because we know our human potential and in our hearts we know we know who we came here to be and when we close and we become tiny and small because it feels safer it doesn't feel good it may feel safe but it doesn't feel good because we're not expressing our full potential. So if that is so, how can we open without forcing? How can we remain open and still have a baseline foundational sense of safety? Where do we find that? what happens if we don't have it how do we go out into the world into our connections and into our relationships when we don't have that we go out demanding we go out demanding you provide that for me you show me it's safe and then i will open and that's not how life works <laughs> When we abdicate responsibility for ourselves, we are met with challenge after challenge after challenge that asks us 
to step out of victim mindset and back into responsibility so that we can care for our beautiful beings. Excuse me. So, when we're talking of opening, we're talking about healing. We're talking about remapping our attachment styles. We're talking about soothing our nervous system. We're talking about calibrating to our deepest truth. And finally, coming back to love. If you've ever had any kind of disconnect or disagreement with another human being who is important to you, you will know that there's a certain point when this disagreement has run its course and the fire has gone out that you come back to this space of compassion and of love for the human underneath all the behaviors and all you feel is this overwhelming love for them. Now, how amazing if you could carry a perspective with you that enabled you to get there quicker Disagreements are always going to happen. Disconnects are always going to happen. When you know how to repair, they're not catastrophic and you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid that they will happen because you know that it can be repaired. You know that you have that capability. You know you have the willingness. You know that you're ready to step up and take that personal responsibility for your experience and act in alignment with your values. And when you do that, under certain circumstances, repair is inevitable. Under other circumstances, separation is inevitable. Though with the clarity that comes with true self-mastery, although the separation may be sad, you'll be able to understand what not being an energetic match with another person comprises of. And you'll know that it's okay, it's deeply okay. And it will help you trust in life and trust in the universe when it happens. But first of all, we need to get to the foundations that enable us to open with discernment. The cost of not being able to remain connected when you want to is feeling alone, feeling alone and feeling isolated and potentially 
disrupting what could be a beautiful flow of energy between you and another. Now, there are so many reasons why we contract and why we close. One of the biggest reasons is trauma, and that could be trauma with a big T or a small T. When I say trauma with a small T, I talk about parts of our conditioning where we have been brought up to believe certain things about ourselves and about how the world works. And they were traumatic, but with a small T. When I talk about trauma with a big T, I mean things, experiences that have happened to you that anybody would consider to be traumatic, any kind of violence on your person, any kind of situation where you were forced into something against your will, for instance, you all know. The universe always wants balance because balance is health and health and balance is happiness. Once you know how to, first of all, measure and then adjust your internal balance, you are far better equipped for connection outside of yourself and far less likely to approach connection from an acquisitive a grabby point of view like you've got to give me this because i need it and if i don't get it i will not open to you you can see how that feels you can see how bad that feels. And I expect that you've probably been on the receiving end of this also. Somebody who comes in with that energy of um, entitlement, the entitlement that it has to be this way in order for me to be open and to connect with you. And the way that we allow that to dissipate within us is by taking command of our internal experience. So the balancing of our internal masculine and feminine is so essential to the health of our connections. Because once you understand that balance, you can start to see how that is impacting your interactions. If we are supposing that it is the masculine element that provides the safety. And these are just labels, energetic labels. If we're supposing that, then we can see how in order to be open, 
we need to take care of that element of safety. If you think of a woman opening to pleasure, if you think of a woman opening to sexual pleasure and the level of safety and trust that is required for her to open and to be juicy and relaxed and receptive, you'll start to understand the energy that needs to be cultivated in order for openness to exist. Now, what does your internal safety look like? How do you source your internal safety? Where do you find it? What does it require from you? Another masculine quality is clarity. Do you have clarity on your yes and your no? Do you have clarity on what is okay in your space and what is not okay in your space? And are you able to be penetrative with those ideals and those values? Are you able to take them into the world so that people can see and hear and feel and understand them and therefore either give their agreement or not? And when they don't, then you place the boundary. And there is your safety. So this is very different to the preference of, I want you to show me that it's safe before I open. This comes from your internal state and it comes from a deep knowledge of who you are. And your deep knowledge says these are my values they will not be contravened and you can think of it like a like a wild animal protecting their cubs this is my family they will not come to harm and this is very much the energy of your values and your own safety that comes from who you know yourself to be on the deepest soul level. And when you do that, you are placing yourself in a position of choice. You are knowing yourself to be a choice. And as you know yourself to be a choice, you know it's on you what is welcomed and what is resisted and you don't place that responsibility upon anybody else except yourself you don't say to anyone outside of you you show me that it's safe you are the one from your center from your soul from your energy who says this is who i am this is what is an energetic match to me. Here I am. Here is my energy. 
and someone who is a very clear opposition to your energy doesn't get to come any further than you decide. And that's your space of safety when you can do that. And when you have that, and when you have a deep trust in yourself to reject with strong boundaries anything that is not an energetic match, then the safety is bolstered even further because you've got evidence that you can trust yourself. Like nothing is going to come into my space that is not welcomed and that is not a delicious match for my energy. Therefore, I am safe to open no matter what. That's one element of your safety. I wrote something yesterday about the root of disconnection being a lack of ability to self-soothe. If you go into connection without any boundaries, wide open, naive, soft, beautiful, innocent, and yet you don't have any boundaries, you're not clear on your values, on what is an energetic match or not, chances are, after a certain period of time, you're going to get whacked by something that is really not a good match. Not at all. And when that happens, of course, we contract, of course, we go, Oh, my God, ow, ow, ow. That's so painful. And please don't let that happen again. When we know, because this is life, right? When we know that we can self-soothe, when we know that we can repair ourselves and that we can take uh, restorative action after an instance of this, which means we can take care of ourselves. We can self-soothe. We can repair with ourselves. We can also install the healthy boundary that will prevent that type of thing happening again. Once we have trust in ourselves that we can do those things, again, we understand discernment. We understand that opening does carry a risk, but the risk is mitigated by the exquisite level of discernment that we can employ. And your discernment really depends on how well you know yourself. So when you know yourself super, super well, when you know your values, when you understand your precious heart, when you understand your human, and you understand your conditioning, 
your discernment starts to get very honed and you become an excellent judge of energy and of vibrational match so you can tell really quickly like 10 seconds quickly whether someone or someone's behavior or someone's words are an energetic match to who you know yourself to be now this doesn't mean that you have to go around being a judgy bastard and and telling people they're wrong that's not it at all what it means is your discernment is heightened so that you know where to place people in your orbit you have an inner circle you have a slightly outer circle you have a far outer circle and the more discernment and the clearer your discernment the more accurately you'll be able to place people and you'll be able to and we come on to this at the end about communication but you will be able to communicate with people what is required if they want to come closer and then we allow sovereign choice of course because why wouldn't we and we want it and it becomes somebody else's choice it's not our say so we are simply stating what the requirements are and people are allowed to do whatever they want and this is taking radical self-responsibility for our experience of being here i want to move on to key number two because key number one is what we've just talked about internal safety so key number two is embodiment because the wisdom that comes from your body is unparalleled like you will not get better or clearer wisdom from any other source not from outside of you certainly not from your mind which is tricky but from your body so knowing your body and keeping a clear channel helps you to define this discernment and it helps you also to hone your intuition both of which are necessary for good connection and really all of this is about you having enough evidence that you have the tools to connect and to repair and therefore it's safe to be open cut when you put it like that sounds almost easy and sometimes it is so in your body is where truth is i don't know who said this first somebody will be able to uh to remember i'm sure but someone it might have been gabo mate who said the body was not designed to hold a lie and if you have ever been like become aware of uh tension or disease or 
something really wrong chronically in your body and you have identified the source of that internal conflict which is generally what it is a lot of the time then you will know the body is not designed to hold a lie so if you are thinking one thing about connection or about how open you can be and actually your body is in resistance to that or is in opposition to that it's not going to be a happy time for you so to be able to stay connected with your body is super super important because that is a way that you will be able to access your deepest truth and when you can you will find a foundational level of safety for yourself so you find your deepest truth and you use that to operate with like a language like a measure like what's coming out of my mouth what what am i saying how am i behaving who am i being and if that measures up to your internal truth you have such a solid foundation of safety that you know that being open is going to be so much more joyful for you and so much more alive than closing. And again, this goes back to our conditioning because so many times our truth has been denied or we have been told that our truth is not important or that something else is more important and we have relegated our truth to like way 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 down the pile because when we're little love and approval comes way before truth because we need our caregivers to look after us so we don't die so survival always trumps all of those other things so sometimes we have to dig as adults to remember where we put our truth where do we put it what what is it how do i bring it back up to the top how do i express it and is it okay to do this and this is part of the self calibration in itself like just on its own Sometimes that can feel really, really edgy and, and really like a threat, depending on our past history. But once we can get au fait with, with our truth and with what is really the essence of who we are, which is always in our bodies, then we're able to have that solid foundation that provides us with this 
inner knowing, like a really deep inner knowing that is safe to be open, safe to be open, safe to be open. Imagine. So good. So good. And you know how it feels when you have that visceral sense of safety in your body and you have that deep knowing. It's easy for you to be open. You don't even think about it. You don't consider it because that's just what feels natural. So keeping your channel clear so that you can discern what is truth and what is not and where truth is becomes a priority. One of the ways that we do that, that I do it and that I teach is through pulse practice, which is a pussy stroking practice that cultivates a deep awareness of what is here now. So that we start to get really fluent in the language of the body. So, so fluent. Like, ah, yes, I feel this tingle in my solar plexus. I know that means this. <gasps> I can feel the left side of my head getting hot. I know what that means. And truth becomes our second language that we are fluent in we become bilingual if you like and when that happens we're able to more clearly transmit what that is so the essence of who we are we're able to articulate it and transmit that clearly to other people which again gives us that beautiful feedback loop that reinforces the sense of safety and that allows us to then remain open to amazing connection because if you look if you if you look and you you stand with an open heart Connection is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in the man at the shop. It's in the woman on the train. It's in the person who gives you your ticket. It's, it's at the gas station when you pay for your fuel. It's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. And the only reason that we don't see it is because we close. That is the only reason we don't see it. Humans are built for connection. We are wired for connection. Everybody wants it. Everyone without exception wants connection. And the truer it is, the better it feels. Oh, it just feels so amazing. It feels so good you being able to be in connection with your own body and with the essence of who you are 
again, is your self-responsibility. And no one can take that from you. In the same way as you cannot hand off that responsibility to anybody else. You know, your, your kids, your partner, your friend, your best friend, you can't, you cannot give that responsibility away. That's yours as your body is yours. So learning how to keep a clear channel gives you direct access to this truth, provides that backdrop of safety and that bedrock of safety that says, it's okay, you can open, it's okay. Such a delight. The third key, the third key is your mind mastery. And here we go back to taking that broader perspective, the broadest perspective that we can, which is often where we land in times of drama and um, big experiences. We tend to go to the widest, broadest perspective because those instances make us think and they take us out of our local experience to the bigger experience go to a funeral if a baby is born if something very dramatic happens in your life you tend to go big and tend to get more of a universal view than a tiny personal view of my problems are so difficult it, it becomes bigger it becomes about your life so part of the challenge with my mastery is to be able to distance yourself from the local and to be able to discern again discernment what is story so our minds are incredible and and also crazy and it's so easy for us to go into storyland we can take in so much information and our brain can put it all together in so many different ways until we have actually constructed a story that may have began from our childhood conditioning when we were four and the brain has taken all this information and gone let's put it in that pattern recognize that pattern that must be safe and we go back to safety again even when we know it doesn't serve us the mind will attempt to recreate a recognized pattern and that is purely for the what do you call it retention of safety that's what it's for it's like okay let's keep the system stable because anything unstable is a threat to life. 
and then suddenly our survival is in question and this is how the mind works so do you know how to discern what is story in your mind i don't know i don't know if anyone does so my solution to this is that you just sit back from it you learn how to take a view on it and you learn like an overexcitable friend not to take everything the brain says too seriously but to take it with a pinch of salt and you can only do that if you learn how to sit back from it because if you do that if you do sit back and you start to become the observer you will see how it creates the stories and you will start to see even if you're not doing anything oh my god like how did you just make up that crazy story and if you wait then you'll see <laughs> it's just a story and it's not truth truth is in your body truth is rarely in your mind <laughs> maybe it's in your mind when you're when it's been interpreted from your body um so being able to observe the stories and the general mayhem that the mind likes to create is an essential piece here in knowing that you're not always under threat because if you believed everything your mind told you that's basically where you would be you'll be in a state of fear or panic thinking oh my god this is really bad i need to find an answer because the brain is always looking for you to a survive and b find a solution so as well as creating distance between what the mind is doing and who you know yourself to be another really good tack here is to provide the brain with better questions so not questions like oh my god how many different ways could this go wrong oh no what are they thinking about me oh no i can't believe i said that oh they must think i'm x y and z how about using better questions what did i get right today what can i appreciate today what amazing connections do i already have in my life this is why appreciation journals and diaries and you know gratitude lists etc that's why they work because you're you're giving your energy a place to land on and you're giving your mind a focus so that it doesn't run you ragged and take you into a place where you contract and close because you are in fear that's mind mastery how can you get the broadest perspective okay key number four to connection the energy of connection is conscious communication i tend to teach a lot about how to come forward with conscious communication and sometimes less about 
um, reading people and reading energy. There's a couple of reasons for that. The first most important one is most of the women who come in to me are already very proficient at this. They are really good at reading people, at reading energy, at sussing out the subtext. And it's an essential piece in the conscious communication that you're able to energetically calibrate to somebody else's energy so that you don't end up tricked by the mind stories what your mind is making up about this person or their behavior or their words and what it means because it can just get it so wrong it can get it so so wrong so you need to be able to tune into the energy and this takes us back to the embodiment piece because if you let it if you have a clear body energy within you not only are you able to attune to what the sensations and the feelings mean for you but you're able to understand the energetic impact someone else has on you and you can discern what is yours and what is theirs so it's very detailed work it's very nuanced and In order to be able to open, of course, this, this element of safety is important to us. And other people, other people are probably the source of the greatest joy and also our greatest potential pain. So it goes without saying that this is going to seem like the biggest risk factor to us as humans in terms of, are we closed? Are we open? Your ability to attune to someone's energy and to then take necessary steps in actual 3d communication like using your words your ability in that arena is what is going to accurately measure your safety so you attune to someone you attune to their energy you feel them you feel and you're like oh yeah feels warm feels relaxed feels ah relief and then you communicate with your words and you start to ask really good questions so they can communicate back with their words what is true for them and you also learn how to express what your truth is. And then 
you see how that lands. You see what impact that has on someone, whether your truth is welcomed, whether you are creating an environment together that's conducive to connection, or whether not so much. And your ability to do this then gives you that feeling of such deep security that you are then able to be open and to love without conditions because you understand that every single human being has their own places that feel tender, has their own difficulties in showing up as who they really are. And you have such deep compassion for another human being's experience at the same time as knowing yourself so well and knowing what you require to be healthy, balanced, true, and open. And that is your work to find where the two dovetail. And it's a beautiful exploration if you let it be. It's really, really amazing. And there, is, there are no guarantees against pain in this life. But there is a guarantee if you make it so that I've got me. I've got me. It's okay because I've got me. And when you find out what that truly, truly means to you, that's when you're going to feel the safest of all. I've got me. I've got me and I am so open to you. I'm so open to life. I'm so open to this experience I'm having because I know I've got me and I know that life loves me, the universe loves me. And that is all unfolding in unknowable and beautiful ways. And I trust that it's for our highest good. When I get clear on who I am, what my values are, who I came here to be, I recognize that me being that is for the highest good of everyone. It's for the highest good of everyone that I be that. And in order to be that, I need to be open. And when I am open, I'm transmitting my signal so other people can see, hear, and feel me. And then we have deep, deep connection, and it feels wonderful. So these are your four keys. Your internal safety development internal masculine and feminine and how they interrelate knowing your values knowing your boundaries that's number one number two is your embodiment 
keeping a clear channel. Number three is your mind mastery, taking the broadest perspective possible, understanding there is so much story here, sitting back from it and watching it like a movie. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and the fourth key, your conscious communication, which is using your body to interpret and to understand not only your own truth, but also other people's responses and other people's energy, really tuning in to all of that so that you feel like you feel when you go to a foreign land and you are fluent in that language. I'm okay, whatever happens, because I can speak their language. It's okay. I'm, I've got me. I've got me. <laughs> I want you to write that on a post-it and stick it up somewhere you can see it every day. I've got me. So all of this is to say that your ability and your willingness to open comes from how much deep care you can take of yourself. How much you can trust your inner knowing of who you came here to be and how much you can calibrate to your truth. How much can you understand the workings of your nervous system and of your body and what it's trying to tell you, how it's trying to talk to you. Where you know that healing is required from your past conditioning, your past experiences that were painful. how you know that when you take the broadest, biggest perspective, you always come back to love. And if you are always going to come back to love eventually, why not come back now? What could be possible for you in your connections if you could come back right now to that space of love and compassion and include yourself in that? How open could you be? I'm going to finish there. I think I might do a part two of this workshop. Thank you for attending those that did. And I will see you all soon.